What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I talk about mental health and a little sprinkle of spirituality, baby, right on top. So welcome back. I know I've been doing like one episode per month, and I promise you it's not that I'm just sitting on my ass doing nothing. It's that so much is going on in my life right now. I'm preparing to move to another state, so I'm trying to get all my ducks in a row as far as like making money and <laughs> and like, you know, finding an apartment, all this shit. So I've been just going through a lot and it's all positive, but it's it's still stressful. So today I just kind of wanted to do a general tips episode, like some some hacks that I've found when combating my life on medication and just as a person who is neurodivergent because that makes it sound cool <clears throat> and um, we, ha- we have to be cool and you know I know whatever I'm making fun of myself so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today I've been wanting to, I've been having ideas for episodes like I always say but I just don't usually feel like talking you know anymore so Today I wanted to give a few general tips and just kind of talk about what I've been going through lately and what I'm learning at this time in my life. Recently, my former ex has come back into the picture and so I'm kind of navigating that relationship, which we were together for like two years and then we were apart for two years. Now we're back together and everything has been really positive and uplifting in that. Um, And just being back with him is super fun. I'm having the time of my life. I feel like we've grown and changed so much and we're just in a really good spot. So I'm really thankful for that. And sometimes I think relationships can kind of amplify our mental health issues, especially if we're, I mean, regardless of whether you're being honest with yourself or not, your relationships will affect your mental health in some way, even if it's a positive way, you know, or a stressful way. And so I feel like sometimes relationships can bring out our inner demons and kind of show, you know, we we find out who we really are when interacting with certain people. And this doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always, it's not always negative. Sorry, I was like stuck on that word. It's not always negative, but it can still be stressful and it can still be a change. And I think all change is stressful, whether negative or positive. But that's kind of what I've been going through. But I wanted to give some general tips today. Just if you're on medication specifically, this is mostly for people who take medication because I wanted to share a few med hacks that I've come up with that you can use to kind of live a quote unquote normal life because what is normal, okay? My therapist always is yelling at me for using the word normal. She's like, that's not real. That's not real. And I'm like, okay. And she's not ever yelling. Um, This is just me trying to add a dramatic twist to the story. My therapist is super wonderful and chill. So she'll be like, don't use the word normal because nobody is normal. There is no such thing as normal. So when I say normal, I mean things that you think you probably can't do. And I know, okay, listen, before I go into this, before I go down this road, before I start talking about this stuff, I want you to not listen to anything I say because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I haven't even graduated college. So you shouldn't be listening to anything I say. This is my disclaimer. This is for entertainment purposes only. Always check with your doctor before making any changes. But this is just stuff that you face when you're, you know, in your early 20s and you're um and you're trying to like be a normal person, 20-year-old, <laughs> however old you are. As a young person specifically, I found that like just living a normal life, like maybe what if I want to have a drink at a party? 
What if I want to smoke a little weed? You know, how can I do this in a healthy and responsible way without interfering with my physical health and making me feel worse? Because with a lot of the medication that I take, I really shouldn't be drinking. And, you know, I've talked with my doctor and I'm open with my doctor about it that I do drink occasionally. But there are ways to do these things that can help you instead of hurt you. Not that drinking is ever, you know, healthful, but I mean, you can do it in a healthier way. So before when I wasn't taking my meds, I can kind of give you how I was living my life. I was you have to remember I was 21 at the time and I was not a mature 21. Let's just put it that way. All I wanted to do was get high and, you know, have a good time, eat Burger King. That was my priority. And I think a lot of people who are young and I know people are more I don't know if they're more mature now, young people, but it just seems like people are are becoming successful at an earlier age. Maybe I'm looking on Instagram too much, but when I see like 16 year olds who are millionaires, you know, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? Why? <laughs> Why didn't I have an iPad at the time I was through? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So um, it's not good to compare yourself, though. Just don't compare yourself, whatever. So when I was 21, I was and I'm 24 now. So this was a while ago. But when I was a while ago, <laughs> when I was 21, all I wanted to do was party and have fun. And I wasn't taking my meds. So I could drink and you know, all this stuff I would drink not not a lot, but like, on the weekends, I would get drunk, which is pretty typical for a 21 year old, like I'm trying to say. And so what my lifestyle now is a lot different from that. Basically, all I wanted to do was party and have fun, and I still want to party and have fun, but as an older person, and especially now that I'm taking lithium and all these other medications, I really have to be careful with my alcohol consumption. So um, I just recently have been kind of figuring that out. I I, um, I don't like to drink so much because usually it kind of affects my sleep and it makes me anxious and I get really like hot and like like anxious when I drink. So I really have, I really kind of avoid alcohol for the most part, but there are times when I just think, you know what, I want to get a little drunk. I think all of us who, you know, do drugs or whatever, or drink, you sometimes you have that feeling where you just want to loosen up a little bit. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that occasionally, as long as you're being responsible, you know what I'm saying? But I will sometimes drink and I found the best way for me to do it is just have a glass of water before my drink and a glass of water after. And or two glasses before and two glasses after because a lot of the medication that you take as a psychiatric patient is processed is processed through your liver or your kidneys from what i understand now i take lithium which really does a number on your kidneys and so the most important thing i feel that i do while i'm on lithium is just drink and drink and drink water 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 all day long I try not to drink soda, but that doesn't really have to do with my kidneys. <laughs> but I just try to drink a lot of water and stay really hydrated. It's kind of ironic that I'm talking about staying hydrated because I go to this spring to get my water and I haven't done it in a few days. And so I'm just like living off of these small water bottles I find everywhere. So I really need to be, you know, practicing what I preach. But that is one thing I really do that really helps me, especially when I want to drink. I make sure that I'm staying really really hydrated and even when i'm not drinking and this i feel like even maybe it's not true but my kidney function every time i get tested is always good and i think this is because i'm drinking water and that helps flush out the medication and kind of you know lessens the effect that it has on your kidneys 
And this is going to be my strategy the whole time I'm taking lithium. Obviously, like I've said in previous episodes, I would love to live in a world and I would love for there to be a day when I don't need to be on medication. But right now it's working for me. So I'm going to continue until I, you know, I find another way. So that's one thing that is really important is staying hydrated. And I know this is kind of probably repetitive. I probably talked about this a lot, but I just want to mention these hacks. If if you don't, you know, if you if you're struggling with these kind of things. And I know for me, uh, I really have a hard time when I look at other people and I see how they live their lives and I'm like, damn it, why can't I be like that? Why can't I stay up until 4 a.m. and then get up at 12? And like, why can't I, you know what I mean? Like, why can't I pull an all-nighter? Because I do have these rules for myself that I follow um, that I've learned over the years that I've had to learn what I can and cannot do in order to function in a really optimal way. So like, for example, I'm, I can't stay up all night. Like I will never, I'm, I'm not allowed to do that. And this is my own rule that I've created for myself. No all nighters. And I made that rule quite a while ago. And I feel like it really helps me just to have these guidelines in place so that I'm not, you know, unintentionally doing something to hurt myself. Because I feel like I, before, I was definitely on a path of self-sabotage. And I think a few of you probably can relate to that. When you're young and you are traumatized by events in your childhood and you're not dealing with your trauma and you're hiding behind a mask and you're, you know, not being accountable for your actions and you're not taking responsibility for your life. Um, I went on with that sentence so long that I forgot what I was talking about. You can kind of lose your way. (laughs) And I just like I lost my train of thought in that long ass sentence, you can lose your way. So it's important. And I totally forgot what I was talking about, you guys. But anyway, it's important to stay hydrated. That's the moral of the story. But it's important to have these guidelines for yourself because I think it's easy to fall into self-destruction. That's what I was trying to say. When you're not dealing with your trauma, when you're not taking accountability, when you're not doing things to help yourself. And this is, by the way, I'm not judging anybody for doing these things. I'm not even judging myself because I was doing what I could do with what I knew at the time. So there's no judgment involved. This is not criticism. This is just how it is sometimes. Sometimes you're acting out of your trauma. You're acting out of your bad experiences. You're acting out of your past. You're not acting in a healthy space or in a healthy way. You're not behaving in a healthy way. And that's okay because there's always room for growth and there's always room for learning and and moving forward. So I think when we get in those zones, it's easy to self-destruct, even if it's unintentional. Because there were times, there were times definitely in my past, especially in the beginning of my diagnosis when I was just kind of like dabbling in the mania drug, you know what I mean? Because it is like a drug. I would like stay up all night or stay up for a week just to get that hypomania. Like I would do that shit. And now I think about it and I'm like, oh my God, that's so irresponsible. No wonder I was in and out of the hospital every six months. Like I was being so irresponsible. But it's all a learning process, like I said. So I think it can be easy to self-destruct, especially when you have some of these, if you are someone who does get hypomanic or who does have that, you know, mania. And that could be from, I know that sometimes like borderline personality disorder and bipolar coincide because they can kind of get that grandiose feeling, you know. So if you deal with that feeling, you might know how addictive that is and how much that you crave that when you're depressed, especially if you have bipolar disorder, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, or if you're in the spectrum, whatever it may be, you want that happiness, that that pure happiness. And so sometimes it can be tempting to do things like stay up for a week so that you feel that rush. 
And it can be tempting to do other things that are self-destructive. And I've done, I've gone down this path for so long, let me tell you. Especially with substances, I, I feel like I do have a substance abuse problem, and I'm just being real. Um, but it, I do have a handle on it right now, so that's positive. And I can usually manage it pretty well. But sometimes I get so addicted to things that I, that's all I want to do all day. And then it, it ju- I just become addicted. And then I'm a slave to my addiction. And this can happen with anything. I mean, anything, any kind of activity that, you know, it starts out and maybe it's not even a bad thing. Like sometimes I get that way with weed. Like I go on and off when I, you know, sometimes when I'm on for a long time, I really get addicted and I just want to do it all the time. And that's in those moments, that's when I have to have that self-awareness and say, okay, this is turning into something bad. And it's not the substance's fault because weed, you know, it, it's, it's me. This is a me problem. And then, you know, I have to let it go for a while and then it comes back. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a cycle. So I think the self-destruction can sometimes be unintentional. And that, especially with addiction, that can happen so often. So it's really important to develop a sense of self-awareness. And the best, in my opinion, one of the best ways to develop a sense of self-awareness is by going to talk therapy. I've done CBT, I've done DBT, I've had really good experiences with both. Like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I've been doing CBT and I don't know which one. I don't know which one. I think it's more DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. I've where you kind of analyze your behaviors and talk about them and then like find the reason for certain things. It has really helped get my thoughts in order in so many ways. And so I really encourage you if you can. And I know, like I've said, there are online options there. Anything is possible. So if you want to if you want to seek out a therapist, find a way to do that online. There are many websites. There are many ways you can do this even without insurance, because the this kind of talk therapy can be so helpful to foster that sense of self-awareness. And when you're in a moment of self-destruction, sometimes that self-awareness can pull you right out and bring you down a different path that's more positive and uplifting and healthy for yourself. So that's kind of something that I've learned that has really helped me a lot. Self-awareness is so important. I think I've, sp- I've done a whole episode about self-awareness and how much it has helped me grow and change as a person. Even when, you know, even when you're behaving unhealthfully and you know, you know, you're doing these things and you think, you know what, these things aren't good for me, you know, and you could have that moment with yourself and just kind of recognize that even just the recognition of the problem can help lead you down a better path into, you know, a better plane of existence. So that's what I want to share with you guys today. These kind of hacks and these aren't really hacks. These are just advice. You know, I just had to give it that little that little title just to get you, you know, interested, whatever it may be. But these are just things that I've learned along the way that I'm really wanting to share with everybody because the self-awareness is such an essential part. And I believe therapy helps that so much. Just becoming aware of your own thoughts. I used to go the whole day. And I mean, especially when you're depressed, it's hard to even think. It's so hard to think when you're depressed. That's why you don't want to do anything. I've had Uh, you know, periods of depression, especially when I was a teenager, when I first started really dealing with it, I would just want to lay in bed and I could not even get out of bed. Like the thought of getting out of bed and going to school, I would just like beg my parents to stay home because I couldn't handle it. It was so burdensome. And that was like some of the darkest times in my life. So in those moments, this is why self-awareness is so essential. And I started doing therapy around that time and it was help- It really helped me kind of learn just to recognize my thoughts. 
And so if you develop these skills when you're feeling good, then when you're feeling bad, you can utilize them, all of these coping skills, all of these tools that you have that you can learn in therapy, you can use to help yourself get into a better zone. Because it doesn't even, even if you have all these skills, like for example, I I feel like I have a lot of coping skills and I, you know, I can recognize problems when I'm feeling stressed. And it doesn't mean just because I can recognize the problem and, you know, find a different way to go, it doesn't mean I'm going to feel better instantly. It's more of a delayed gratification, like, okay, what can I do to make my future self feel better in this moment? How can I do myself a favor? And I talk about this a lot. How can I help my future self right now? This question has helped me kind of form a sense of responsibility in my life because I I can be really irresponsible or I, 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 I lean towards irresponsibility. It's more fu- I just want to have fun. That's my primary desire is I just want to have fun and I want to be authentic. I want to be real and I want to have fun. That's all I want to do. So I can tend to be a little irresponsible at times. And I feel like this question of how can I help my future self? This always puts things into a better perspective for me. And it gives me the motivation I need to put the effort forward in my life so that later I can experience the gratification. And I I don't know if I talked about it in a previous episode. I feel like I have how important delayed gratification is and how we kind of lack that as a society right now, especially, you know, we live in this world where you order your food. And I know I've spoken about this because I'm repeating myself, but when you, you know, you order food on your phone and it shows up 20 minutes later at your door, you don't even need to interact with a person to get this. And just things like this, where we're in a society where we're instantly gratified all the time. And although this is satisfying in the moment, long term, it's not really doing much for ourselves. So I think if we implement this sense of delayed gratification in our lives, we can experience more sustained, you know, happiness by putting in those little effort, the efforts that are going to help us in the future. Now, I'm going to give you a simple example of this. And this is something that I experienced this weekend with my boyfriend, husband, I don't know what to call him, with my guy. He came over and visited me this weekend and we made food one night and we were like, okay, now we just want to hang out. But I was like, no, dude, if we, the kitchen was a mess. We had like gotten everything dirty. We had like made a mess. And I was like, we have to clean these dishes up. And I was like, he was like, no, just leave them, leave them. We'll do them tomorrow. And I was like, that is no way to wake up in the morning. I'm telling you, when you wake up in the morning and you have a sink full of dirty dishes, there is no worse feeling than having to wash the dishes right away. First thing when you wake up, that's no way to wake up. Okay, that's what I believe now. Now, maybe a month ago, I wouldn't have said the same thing, but I've been doing my dishes, which is something that is it's hard for me to do these simple tasks. I don't know if it's because of my ADHD, but like sometimes just the most obvious thing to do is the hardest thing to do for me. But I was like, you know what? We've got to do them now because in the morning when we come into a clean kitchen, we're going to feel so much better. So we did the dishes. We cleaned up. We, you know, wiped everything down. We swept everything. It looked really nice. And then the next morning we come in and we're like, oh, yes. And we got that delayed gratification. And that is more sustainable. It's more sustainable. And the great thing about forming new habits, like with me, my the new habit that I've been forming is just doing the dishes, which I know I know that might sound super simplistic and like, wow, you can't even do the dishes. You're 24 years old. What the fuck? No, um, it's just kind of difficult sometimes to do like daily tasks for me. So I've been really trying to just do the dishes every day and just make sure my, my space is clean. 
And this is a sustainable thing because if you continue to build these healthy habits, they're going to sustain you for your whole life. You know what I mean? It's like getting an exercise routine, which I'm trying to hack that right now. I believe me. Okay, I got my membership to Planet Fitness. Does that mean I'm going every day? No. Does that mean I think about going every day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's where I'm at right now. But like forming a, a healthy exercise routine, this is not only going to help you in your day to day by giving you that serotonin boost, by giving you confidence, by, you know, getting you moving, making you feel good, getting your body moving, which I know I just said. Um, but it's going to help you long term by, you know, lowering your blood pressure, helping you lose weight, helping you stay healthy, helping your heart function well. And so this is an activity that is sustainable for long-term growth. And I think when you are in the midst of, you know, a mental health episode, whatever that may look like for you, anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, you know, paranoia, whatever it may be, when you're in the middle of that, if you've developed a healthy habit and you continue to do that healthy habit, even when you don't feel like doing it, that is going to sustain you long term. And this comes really comes down to like self-care. That's really what this is. Just taking care of yourself. And if you get into the habit of taking care of yourself when you feel good, when you feel bad, those habits will sustain you and make you feel even better, okay? So that's what I'm really trying to say is that it's all about the delayed gratification. It's all about going through the motions, going through the process and really getting invested in the present moment this is something that i struggle with and you guys probably can figure that out by you know hearing me talk about my drug <laughs> i just don't really think marijuana is like a super hardcore drug but so I, when i call it a drug it's like i feel like clonopin's worse but okay um but you know with my marijuana use and i i am a person who has a hard time enjoying the moment and I think that's what has led me to substance abuse in the past because, you know, I don't want to be in this moment. I don't want to be feeling my feelings. I want to be having fun because it's easier to have fun than to feel your feelings. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm recognizing the benefits of the delayed gratification, the benefits of working through shit in the moment, doing shit in the moment that's going to help you in the future. That's what I'm trying to, that's the lesson I'm trying to learn right now. Just It's just planning. It's just being an adult. And it can be really difficult at times. But I feel like the sooner you start these healthy habits for yourself, whatever it may be, you know, maybe after you listen to this episode, you could write down a few things you want to start and just start with one thing. Write down like three things. Start with one thing. Work on that for a few weeks and then add another thing. It's just that simple. It doesn't have to be this total redo. I think it's hard and I've done this in the past where I totally try to redo my whole, all of my lifestyle in one, you know, in one day. Like, okay, now I'm vegan and I exercise every day and I only drink water. Like, it just, it just can't happen in one day. This is a process. So just take it step by step, day by day. Okay, today I'm going to do the dishes and then I'm going to try to do it tomorrow and the next day. And I'm just going to try to keep my kitchen clean. And Okay, now I'm going to try to keep my living room and now my bedroom and my bathroom. You know what I mean? Sometimes you really have to break it down into bite-sized pieces and just work from there. And I heard this quote, and this might be, might be wrong, but like you can't eat an elephant in one bite. Okay, you got to cut that shit up piece by piece, and it might take you a long time to finish. <laughs> and I don't encourage anybody to eat elephants. This is a metaphor. But once you get there, you'll be very satisfied, okay? And that's the truth. So 
that's what I'm learning right now in my life. And I think a lot of this is just kind of becoming an adult, what you are, what you learn as you grow up. Um, you know, this isn't new information. This isn't anything you haven't heard before, especially from me, because I just say the same shit over and over, put a different title on it, you know, but this is just something I wanted to reiterate today because I wanted to encourage everyone in their journey, wherever you are, just to keep going, keep pursuing your goals. And if you need to slow down, if you feel like you're taking on too much at once, Try breaking things down into smaller pieces and starting from a smaller, you know, piece and then go each day or each week, add a new step, add a new layer and just try to take things at one thing at a time. Because I think this really is what will create sustainable change, especially when you're trying to develop new habits, you know, or letting go of old ones and replacing them with new ones. You really have to break things down and go day by day, piece by piece. And then when it becomes a habit, then it's, it's beautiful. See, this is why it's so worth it. Because once it becomes a habit, then it's just a part of your routine and you don't even think about it. And that's why it's important to develop healthy habits. And so I guess this wasn't a med hacks episode. This was a healthy habits episode, which is like, what the hell else do I talk about on here? What the hell else do I talk about on here, dude? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. No, I'm done with apologizing and I'm done with bullshit. But that's what I wanted you guys to know today. That was what was on my heart. I hope everybody's having a happy autumn. I hope you're if you're in. I don't know how people, you know, in other countries celebrate autumn. Okay, but in the United States, it's apples everywhere, pumpkins everywhere. I have a little pumpkin sitting right in front of me right now. I have an apple fritter and I have a cranberry wood scented candle from Bath and Body Works that my mom got me for my birthday. So this season to me, this is my favorite time of year. And this season to me is all about indulging, luxuriating, enjoying the moment What are we doing here? We're going through corn mazes. We're picking out pumpkins. We're making jack-o'-lanterns. We're eating candy. You know, we're dressing up like witches and going out with our friends. I mean, probably not because it's COVID. Um, And I don't, I I hate parties. So I wouldn't be doing that. But some of you would. And I want to encourage you to just have fun. I mean, let loose if you can. Just make sure you're drinking a lot of water, girly. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water. And I will tell you what I did this weekend. This is what revolutionized the way I drink on medication, okay? And my doctor knows, by the way. My doctor knows. And I'm not sitting here taking a, you know, drinking a pint of gin every night. But I did drink some whiskey. And here's what I did. Well, I mixed it with apple juice or something. Here's what I did. I drank two glasses of water. I took a shot. I drank two glasses of water. And I sat for 20 minutes and I was like, okay, because a lot of times I'm this, I'm this kind of person that I'll, I'll do drugs or I'll drink or something. And by drugs, I mean fucking weed. Okay. I'm smoking weed. This is not like heroin. Okay. Uh, I just want, in case my mom or any relatives or relatives are listening, you know, like I'm not, I'm not sitting here snorting Coke. So a lot of times I'll like take a hit of weed and I'll be like, no, I'm not high yet. And then I take another hit and then I take another hit. And this is what fucks me up every time. And then in, 10 minutes, I'm like stoned out of my mind. And I'm like, fuck, I I feel like I'm having a heart attack. 
And so lately I've been learning my lesson, especially with all the, you know, with all the drugs and all the drinking, it's like moderation. Like I don't, I just need to wait 15 minutes and let it hit me and then decide if I want another hit or another shot. So when I drank this weekend, and I'm telling you guys this because I want to be helpful, especially if you're on medication, you got to be safe. Okay. I'm trying to give you a safe way to have fun and party. Okay. Cause we, we all want to party. Come on. It's all good. So I drank two glasses of water. I had a shot. I drank two glasses of water. I waited 20 minutes and I was like, uh, I'm still not drunk, you know, where I want to be. And then I took, I drank two glasses of water again. I had a shot. I drank two glasses of water again. I was perfect. And I did not have trouble sleeping that night. And I slept good. And I probably drank around six o'clock, went to bed at like nine or 10. So that's not a long time after drinking. And I didn't get a hung, a hangover. <laughs> so I want to share this with people just, just so you know, you know, this is a good way to do it. And I, and I had really great results with this. A lot of times, alcohol, I don't drink alcohol usually unless I'm with somebody else. Like if somebody's around or if I'm at, you know, at my friend's house or something. What, what friends? Um, my family's house because those are my only friends. Um, but that's what I recommend if you are on medication and it's, and you shouldn't be drinking. But I think, you know, like my psychiatrist understands that I'm 24 years old. I'm going to be having alcohol sometimes. And I talked to him about it. So that's just my routine. Obviously, do not listen to anything I say because I'm not a professional. And you should always check with your doctor before doing anything. This whole thing was for entertainment purposes only. All of this advice is garbage. It's garbage, bitch. So just take it out with the trash. Don't even recycle it. It's not going to it's not gonna fucking recycle. It's going to sit there in the muck and the mire and it's going to rot after you take it out okay it's just gonna rot it's it's just the juice on the bottom of the garbage can that's all this advice is just garbage juice so that's what i want you to know and i hope you guys are having a wonderful autumn or spring if you're in the southern hemisphere and you know none of you dm me so i'm not gonna sit here and ask you to dm me i'm not gonna sit here and ask you to email me a question because nobody has and you know, I'm not going to expect anything from you guys. So I hope you guys have a great autumn and maybe I'll see you. Uh, probably I won't. Bye.